Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Tonight, got a whole hour with you right here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Iowa Northwestern playing in uh, in Evanston. Caitlin Clark is in town. We'll keep talking about that. And also, Abdullah, I saw that uh, Brad Biggs in the Chicago Tribune today had his uh, questions, his mailbag. And uh, the quote, he believes polls will stick at number one and draft a quarterback. It was answering one of the questions. Uh, a fan was asking, what will the Bears do with that number one pick? Brad Biggs saying that he believes that polls will stick at one and take a quarterback, which it seems like all of the breadcrumbs that we are collecting as a city to figure out this situation is leading and pointing to that. It's not pointing to building around, keeping Justin Fields. It, it's that they are going to use the asset of the number one pick to get a quarterback who hopefully is better than Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, look at what they're bringing in. Look at the coaches that they're bringing in, right? Shane Waldron likes to pass a lot, right? Look at the passing game coordinator that they brought in, the former OC from Carolina. I watched every Bryce Young game in college. Guess who doesn't like to run? Bryce Young. No. Okay? And now, they probably didn't. They all didn't want to take Bryce Young last year. They all wanted to take C.J. Stroud, but the owner... Uh, usurped all of their decisions and ended up taking Bryce Young. Um, so they're bringing in a coaching staff to have a high-level passer, which is something that Justin Fields, in the last three years, sorry, he just is not. He's an elite athlete, but he is not an elite passer. And that's what they're bringing in. They're bringing in guys to curate a, a, an elite passing offense. I already know the response before the the people call in with this thought. The Mm -hmm. response will be, well, Dolly, you just laid out that they're hiring coaches to to coach up and to be an elite passing game. Why can't they just coach up Justin Fields? If you're bringing in the coaches, there are people in this city who think that the coaches are to blame to Justin Fields and why he hasn't had the success that we expected them to have for three years as a starter. The answer is money. Simple as that. The answer is money. Because if you're saying, well, Justin Fields can do it and Caleb Williams can do it, Caleb Williams is cheaper. Because in two years, you got actually in a year after this upcoming year, Justin Fields is still cheap. The year after that, he's around $25 million. The year after that, you got to give $40 million to that man. Are you ready to give Justin Fields, as, as is right now, $40 million a year? Or... You could draft Caleb Williams, and he's on a rookie contract for four years before you pick up that fifth-year option. Completely controllable. And then guess what? Spend money on your offensive line. Spend money on your defensive line. Spend the money you want to spend around Justin Fields for the foreseeable fe- for the next five years with Caleb Williams. What's The difference is the money. 
That's the difference. So the question in the uh, question and answer for Brad Biggs on the Chicago Tribune was this. Uh, Do you recall another time when Bears fans have been this divided over an incumbent quarterback? I don't believe even Ryan Poles truly knows what he will decide given he hasn't seen what teams will offer for the number one pick. Agree? And then Brad Biggs goes on to write uh, and answer the question, and he says that he thinks uh, Poles will field phone calls, barring something extraordinary. Quote, I believe he will stick at number one and draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Based on what you just explained, that's the most logical way to handle this. There really isn't a different way to kind of look at it anymore. I, I tried to, but Fields didn't live up to what we expected him to be at this point. If Justin Fields played last season as he did, but he was a rookie quarterback, I would say you need to give the kids some more time. Mm-hmm. The problem is he has played three seasons, three full seasons as a Bears starting quarterback. We just saw Jordan Love in his first season as Packers quarterback almost lead the league in touchdown passes, mm-hmm. lead his team to the playoffs, and look good doing so. And in fact, not only look good doing so, in two games, beating your butts. Take, take, taking your lunch money yeah. as the better quarterback in situations that we build as Bears fans, as Bears media, as the home of the Bears, as here's an opportunity for us, the Chicago Bears, to finally have the better quarterback in this matchup. Oh, yeah. And it didn't happen. I also wouldn't feel this way if C.J. Stroud didn't look the way he did last season in a Texans uniform for a team that was supposed to be bad with two top five picks and a new, uh, new rookie coach. Yet, C.J. Stroud went out and developed throughout the season and looked really good. Pro Bowl season as a rookie for C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. There is something that's just not taking with Justin Fields, and I feel bad. He's a really nice kid. His teammates love him. The city loves him. We wish that he was better. There's an opportunity here, though, to improve the position. Ryan Poles has to take it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, if, if I told you that, the Bears had the 13th ranked offense that, you know, they were putting up big numbers, that they won more games. This wouldn't be a conversation, right? If the Bears made the playoffs, if they won two more games or three more games, we wouldn't be having this conversation because that would mean that Justin would have played better in a few of those games. And it means that you're a more successful offense. Unfortunately, their offense is ranked 22nd. They missed the playoffs. And the last few games of the year, Justin Fields did not look good and kind of sealed his own fate. So, yeah, you go in and you say, well, now we've got the number one pick. We have a chance to reset our financial status at the most important position. And you, it's an e- to me, it's an easy decision. I don't think it's the last few games. It was the last game. It was a Packers game. I was willing to accept the way he looked against the Falcons that perhaps it all clicked and that you could go and upset the Packers and look good doing so. And then he went backwards again and threw for 148 yards Mm -hmm. against the Green Bay Packers in week 18 of the season in the 17th contest. Jose in Jefferson Park, you're on ESPN 1000 Talking Bears. What's up, Jose? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. to hear you guys. So I wanted to uh, think about this from a different perspective. When we're talking about, like, using the number one draft to, like, take the best quarterback for arguably saying the the most important position. I mean, can't we say that maybe the 49ers are doing things differently? Brock Purdy isn't the number top 
five, eight quarterback per se, but he's getting it done. And the only thing I can say about that is he has a team around him that is making it seem that it is possible. So could that be something that maybe in the long run, maybe the Bears might be doing it? Because to, to another extent, man, it almost feels like they're, they want to keep the cost at a very, very low minimum and just get as much productivity as from players as they should which is maybe, I don't know, they haven't scouted the best head, court, uh, head coordinator coach out there, or I don't know. Just want to see your guys' thoughts. Jose, like, the thing that you don't want to fall into is you don't want to fall into a spot like the Giants, where you pay Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not the guy. Yeah. Right? Like, And that's, that's where this is heading. If you don't take a quarterback, number one overall, you're going to end up paying Justin Fields for production that doesn't equate what you're paying the contract for. Yeah, the problem to me with the Brock Purdy uh, comparison is that Brock Purdy doesn't have a fifth-year option because he was drafted at the end undrafted. of the draft. He was at the end of the draft, wasn't he? Wasn't he undrafted? I thought Brock Purdy was the Mr. last. Irrelevant. Yeah, he was the last pick in the draft. Okay, last pick. So he was the last pick in the draft. So there is no fifth-year option for him. He's going to make... $985,000 this year. He's going to make $1.1 million in 2025. That's it. Then you make, and then you make your decision. That's fine. And guess what? If he gets to another NFC Championship game in the next two years, then he's worth the money. Then you pay him. Justin Fields hasn't won enough. It's simple as that. He hasn't won enough. And his fifth-year option is $25 million. Brock Purdy's getting paid a million dollars over the next two years. Yeah, Like, that's the difference. You don't have to make that decision on Brock Purdy. If this year, if, if Brock Purdy falls off a cliff this season and the season after, guess what? They're going to move on. Doesn't matter. And they're going to draft another quarterback. If he gets him to an NFC Championship game the next two years again, they're going to pay him because he's earned it. Yeah, absolutely. If you win and you're good, then it's worth it. Paul and Evanson, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paul? Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, We're good. I wanted to add on add on to your Caitlin Clark discussion because yeah. I'm a, I'm an Iowa fan, and she actually has a year of eligibility left, and so it kind of it you're talking about records and NIL money and everything else. So in Iowa, we assume she's going to play another year. Yeah, I feel like everything I've read though is uh, most uh, women's basketball writers are suggesting that she's going to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Yeah. She will be, but she's making about, I think she's making $3 million a year of NIL money. So the question is, can she, she replicate that in the WNBA? I would hope so. Yes, she will be able to. Because even okay. if it's not even if it's not in salary, which it, it will be in salary. She can still have those same commitments for uh, advertisers can, yeah. in, the MB, in WNBA. That's, she's going to get her own shoe. Yeah. Because there's other women's basketball players that have their own shoe. shoe. has an awesome yep. Nike yeah. shoe right so now. So she's going to get a Nike deal or an Adidas or whatever. They're going to be fighting over over her for that. She's going to get a ton, to, a ton of local endorsements in, in Indiana. Yeah. So she's going to make yeah. more than the NIL money here, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good for women's sports. So I hope that's the case. I would also say, thanks, Paul, guys. you know, like yeah, thanks, Paul. if she does go number one overall, she's going to a state that loves basketball. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the Indiana Fever are the team that that got the number one pick in the uh, lottery for the WNBA, and so it's not like she's going to some uh, 
new team somewhere where there's not really a lot of enthusiasm for basketball. I mean, it, it's a hotbed. Indiana is a state that loves basketball. So, yeah. Rick in Downers Grove, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rick? Hey, guys. Uh, love the conversation tonight. It's nice to kind of have a little different subject than Fields and the Bears and whatnot. But uh, I get, I, <laughs> I get what talk about it. Um, now, I mean this in utmost respect. I came from a, a high school that was known for girls' sports, won state titles, volleyball, basketball, etc. Have we ever thought for women's basketball, you, you look at softball, the fields are smaller, the ball is bigger, it's more equipped for, for, for the ladies. Have they ever thought of lowering the rim? Well, the ball is smaller. Yeah, the ball's smaller. You know that, right? Yeah, I know the ball's smaller, but think about it. Like, you're maybe, what, one or two? You want to see dunks is what you're saying. That's you what you want. See. You want Rick dunks. wants to see lady dunks. I'm saying you, you just There are different. some that can dunk. Yeah. Like two, right? I mean. Yeah, but that, that equates to your enjoyment of watching basketball. I'm just saying it'd be a different game. They'd be playing above the rim. There would be alley-oops. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I went to Wisconsin, right? So I'm not used to alley-oops. But I'm just saying. Like, I, I just, I think that would add a, just a, a different element to the game and maybe get more people to watch. That's all. All right, yeah. I mean, right. it's a fine idea. Thanks for the call, Rick. Appreciate you. I, I, I've called some college uh, women's basketball games. It's a different game mm-hmm. when you compare it to the men's game. Yeah. Uh, but it's fascinating still, and it's interesting, and it's it's a I, – I like the style of basketball. I, I think there's more uh, fundamentals that are, are used – which I think is more appealing. Sometimes with the men's game, it's a little lazy, and there are just uh, the AAU culture has taken over the men's side of basketball, that mm-hmm. it's just uh, guys who are just obsessively practicing for their Instagram reels mm-hmm. uh, and not actually putting together actual team basketball, which is fun to watch. Yeah, I don't think the, the women's game has, has a problem. No, I don't think so either. I think that, you know, the last couple of years, which the, the way that um, Iowa and LSU have been playing has brought a ton of eyes to the sport. Stanford? I think that, you know... It's been really good for a long time. I think that uh, the WNBA, the way that people are investing in teams is bringing and growing the league and growing the sport. I mean, think about it. When the Sky won a championship here, it was a huge deal. Yeah, you know, it's and- uh, competitive games in big cities with stars will will get the mass appeal that you're looking for. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Black and Doll here on ESPN 1000. We talk with the Fat Jack coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We're still about a a week and a couple days away from the Super Bowl, but let's get ready now. We're going to talk to Jack next week, but let's start getting ready. Super Bowl, Chiefs and 49ers. It's on the horizon. Let's talk to the Fat Jack. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. <laughs> For the best football picks, give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Money talk.
Go to his website right now, FatJackSports.com, and sign up today. Jack, how'd you do last week? Yeah, you know, last week, guys, was not bad. I mean, unless you signed up just on Sunday for just Sunday's football games, and then the fourth down conversion with um, San Francisco and Detroit, that swung both, you know, winner to a loser. And so we had actually had under the total, which was the top pick of the week, in um, the Kansas City game, which was an easy winner. A lean on Kansas City plus the points, it was an opinion. But then I had that fourth down conversion that didn't really do anything for anybody except switch it from a winning ticket for Detroit and a losing ticket to San Francisco. Uh, but overall, in the week we won last week, everybody turned to property, played basketball. You, you may, more than made up that. The bigger concern, guys, and it's not a concern. I'm, I'm 45 games in the last two months in basketball alone. But the concern is we have not had a really bad run. Every time we talk on this mm-hmm. uh, on this segment, I say, yeah, well, things are going great in basketball. Everything's great. And football has, generally speaking, been great as well. We've had a really, really good year. But this week, the first couple of days of this week, we have not had a good start. So I like to say that whenever it goes bad because I think people get sick of hearing, everything's great, everybody's winning. That's not, that's not what sports gambling is, as you guys know. Yeah. I mean, you can't even at my best. I'm going to have some free throws, Mr. Maiden. I'm going to have some dribble-offs. And there's going to be some things that turn either really good weeks into pretty good weeks or pretty good weeks into average weeks or average weeks into losing weeks. Now, I've not had a losing week in basketball in literally since October. So I don't expect that we're going to lose this week. But we, for the first time when you got, you and I are talking, are not above 500 in basketball. So Pro Bowl week typically very, very strong. $99, everything through Pro Bowl Sunday or get everything through the Super Bowl Sunday for 249 If you just want the football for the big game coming up a week from Sunday, Super 69, Super Sexy Special going. 69 <laughs> bucks gets you all of the football uh, for next Sunday. That's predicted final score, best bets for the game, and the top 10 to 15 prop bets for the game as well. A very profitable package for a super sexy prize. So go to FatJackSports.com, get signed up today, and win this weekend. You're in Vegas a ton. Obviously, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Does it feel like the Super Bowl is there yet, or is that something that's going to show up a little bit later on in the week? Yeah, the signs are up. I mean, I'm there right now, and the signs are up above the bridge, on the bridges, and in the casinos. I saw Caesars had some stenciling around their big fountain in the front. So they're definitely preparing. Um, The crowds obviously will start. There are some people that are here already coming in and getting settled in for what will be a very, very busy week next week. But I suspect, you know, they have a big kickoff thing on Monday. So if you're not feeling it by Sunday, Monday you're going to really start feeling it. But, you know, like you like kind of alluded to, guys, it's the, it is a busy uh, celebratory party town anyway. So you right now you do have to kind of look a little more carefully to see that the Super Bowl is going to be here in just over a week. Early indications when you look at the line, San Francisco the favorite by a couple of points. Uh, when we're looking out over a week in advance to look at this, uh, should we strike now with our bets or should we wait till the very last minute to kind of uh, place our bet when everyone else is next Sunday for Super Bowl Sunday? How should we kind of play this throughout the week, Jack? Yeah. So here's the good news about the Super Bowl. If there is, if there, the bad news is, is that it's generally speaking a pretty – well, a good line, no matter what. This should be a good game decided by turnovers between two teams that have, uh, you can argue for either team on what they're going to do that's going to get them across the wire. The good, that's kind of the bad news because it will take turnovers will be a big, big part of it, like it was last week, by the way. I mean, you had to, you had uh, Baltimore turn it over three times and that killed our futures bet ticket, um, against Kansas City. 
Um, and so if you turn the ball over, you're probably going to lose this game. The good news is, though, is that you really don't have to worry a whole lot about when you bet it because you're going to see a little fluctuation in the line, but not a ton. Generally speaking, the public is going to pile in, and we've seen that already on uh, Kansas City. Uh, it's hard to bet against Mahomes when he's an underdog. He's a much more flashy, sexy type player. Um, when you start looking at quarterback versus quarterback and coach versus coach, I mean, it's hard not to land on Kansas City. And when you give them a point or two, it makes it even that much more so. Don't expect the game to get any clo- any any further off of the number of two. Uh, you'll probably find some twos because there will be some sharps that are. We've already seen a million dollar bet on San Francisco. We've seen a couple of. Um, $100,000 bets already come in the first day or so on San Fran when the number immediately started down after opening uh, above two, actually. Um, so, so you're getting some bigger players and or sharp money that will be coming in on San Fran, but I don't suspect the line's going to move a ton and certainly not move over key numbers. So it's not going to jump the fence. It doesn't look like it get to where uh, Kansas City's a favorite and probably not going above two or two and a half for San Fran. Right now the house would need San Fran in a big way. I don't think it'll be that much. Uh, as you say, come game time, because you're going to have some bigger bets. They're going to like the idea that Kansas City, over the years, struggling to score the football, limited weapons offensively, and frankly, guys, is horrible in the second half about scoring points. They average seven and a half points per game in the second half. That's 30th in the league. And when you look at the other side of that, and consider, think of it like a horse race. San Francisco, number one in the league in second-half scoring. They score 14.5 points per game. That's number one. And this is not a team that was killing everybody. They're able to, as we've seen, come from behind, also be a front-runner. Not saying I like San Fran in the game. We'll talk more about uh, that next week. But I, I do think you can make a good argument for either team. Um, if, San, if San Fran gets out to a slow start, you're still not going to uh, be able to, you know, throw away your ticket if you're, you know, San Fran because we've seen that they score late. When Kansas City, they're like that front-running force in a, in a horse race. They're going to run from the front this year especially, and in the second half try to close things down, not make mistakes, and let their defense kind of take over. For San Fran, we've seen they'll, they'll lay back, be 10 or 15 lengths off the pace, and then come flying at the wire. So I expect a good game, exciting game, uh, not one you should try to make up for an entire season of bad bets stuff. Jack, I'm glad you mentioned that you've already seen a couple of these million-dollar bets or whatever it is on either side. Like, everyone's got apps, and everyone, you know, it's a Super Bowl, so people are coming to Vegas to gamble. Like, I know there's obviously a difference between the the pros and the Joes, but, like, what does a sports book do, and, like, how does that move the line when someone comes in and, and puts a million dollars on San Francisco versus when a sharp player maybe only puts 50 grand on Kansas City? Yeah, it doesn't even take 50. Um, you'll have a certain number of players that if we come in into one, now I spread my stuff out. I try to stay under the radar, but there are guys that, you know, they're trying to spread 250 across four or five books. And mm-hmm. so they will come in one time when they get a good number and bet 10,000 or 15, and they'll move it on that. But to your, exactly what you're saying, because you have deep pockets and you run a private equity fund or you own mattress company in Houston. That does not make you a good gambler. That makes you a rich human being. And that's great. You know, and, and point noise included in that. I mean, those guys are not good gamblers. They're just rich people, which is great. But don't overreact. Certainly if you're going to bet based on some of the things you're going to see on Twitter and other places where, you know, million-dollar bet comes in or 100000 at a time, if you're super, super rich, this will be the game that you load up on, and you don't know anything more than the general public does. You just want more action because it's a super important big game in America. So 
Uh, but yeah, most of the time, uh, if you listen to our segment, I'm going to be able to help people because I know a lot of the sharp players and I follow their money. I see where they're going. Doesn't mean I'm going to go there every time, but I know where they're going. But most of the time, you're going to see a much smaller bet that's going to move the number a little bit, and even less so in the Super Bowl because they understand they're going to be some violent swings money-wise as we lead up to next Sunday when the vast majority of the money will come in. So a million dollars doesn't freak any of these guys out, these sports books out, Super Bowl weekend. And you get that on a you know, a Tuesday night Mac game or some college basketball game, yeah, you're, they're going to limit them. There's going to be a problem unless they're just a notorious loser, and then they're going to let them play. They're going to limit what they're able to bet uh, based on the uh, – but, but this game they're not going to limit near as much because they know the volume is coming. Jack, are there any prop bets that you have your eye on at this point, uh, about a week yeah. and a half out? Yeah, so at this point, the, the, the way you handle prop bets, and we'll talk a lot more about this next week when we mm-hmm. get the full list, but you want to find one or two things that you – feel like are going to happen in the game, and then bet four, five, six ways based on that. For instance, what I was saying earlier about Kansas City, not scoring in the second half and San Fran scoring in the second half. So you can start with something as simple as a second-half line, which you'll be able to get right now, or you know, starting on Monday for sure. In the game, you might want to think about playing San Francisco in the second half based on the fact you know that at least seasonally you have not had a team in Kansas City that's been able to score against a team that does score a lot. Other things you can do. Uh, some of the popular ones right now that have been hit early, Brock Purdy over 11.5 rushing yards. A lot of people are on that. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, him over 68.5 rushing yards. Kelsey over 72.5. Uh, Christian McCaffrey over 90. People like overs, especially early. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 6.5 receptions. That number's been 5.5 for the better part of the season. It's now up to 6.5 for a couple reasons. He's been flying over. We saw 11 catches in the conference championship game. But he also, it's been about Kansas City's philosophy, getting him involved those bubble screens many more times. So as far as just receptions, though, having nothing to do with yards, you're seeing Kelsey get his hands on the ball, not having to get down the field as much, using it as an extension of the run game. So those are some early that we've had a lot of movement on, a lot of action on. Uh, as we get closer, you know, if you want to make money in the props, don't bet your bankroll. Go a little more conservative than certainly what you, what you would do on the game. But – be okay figuring out one or two things you think are going to happen and then betting three or four different ways for that to happen. Another way to do that, Kansas City second-half scoring total under. Field goals in the second half for Kansas City to be over the number. Uh, those type of things, you know, dissect the game into smaller segments and then play on some of the trends we've seen so far this year. If you want to wait for next week uh, on this one, Jack, that's fine. I'll give you some time to think about it. Over, under 42 and a half seconds of Taylor Swift time on TV. <laughs> so here's the deal, guys. She is, people uh, are you know talking about how they're sick of her. I, I, I agree with, uh, who I forget who I saw on, on Twitter who was talking about this, but if you hate Taylor Swift being on TV, you're probably somebody that has never had a good-looking girl look at you twice. Because she's been, she's average. You're the guy that you have no shot with not only Taylor Swift but anybody of substance. Because here's here's the reality: Taylor Swift is averaged 20 seconds per game this year on TV. So if you're mad about her, you're pissed off about 20 seconds per game. Now she had 29 seconds this last week. Her high was 43 seconds in the Miami game, which was a horrible game. Uh, and so they needed some some fillers. But to your point, Taylor Swift has not been a big part of it, but expect more. I'll tell you the one, you can, if you're in Canada, you can bet for an after-the-game proposal on the field. I saw that. It was, it was minus 250 for the no, and now it's a shot up. Everybody's betting the no. I'm wow. betting on love, guys. If Kansas City wins this thing, I'm betting on love because I'm now a believer. These two actually do like each other. 
even if they don't get married get, or get divorced five minutes in, I think there's a chance. So if you're in Canada and you want to bet it, fire off B4 Love next Sunday and hope we get some type of proposal after the game. He might even hide the ring in his helmet. There's a whole storyline there that'll make you a ton of money if you can get the action. I love that Jack is so good that he already had the numbers on the Taylor oh, yeah. Swift TV time. He's ready That's, to go. That is excellent. And see, Jack, that question uh, from Adam was more about me because I'm sick of it. But here's what I'm sick of. I'm not necessarily sick of Taylor Swift. I'm sick of the lame media members who are covering the NFL, where that's the only thing they can provide to the broadcast is that Taylor Swift will be at the Chiefs game. We understand she's dating Kelsey. We get it. You don't have to lead every broadcast, every report with tra- with uh, the fact that Taylor Swift's going to be there. That's what I'm annoyed with. Well, there's a fine line. You're, I mean, you're right. There's a bit. It's certainly been overexposure, but they do have the Grammys coming up. CBS does. So if the game's on CBS, you're going to get more of that cross-marketing in general. Um, you're right. When you when you look at people and you think that's all they have to say, but but the reality is, guys, she has made a ton of money for the NFL just simply because she's been at these games. So as much as people don't want to talk about, it, I get it. She has nothing to do with the game. Also, saw a stat on this of a, a three and a half hour football game. Yeah, eighteen minutes are spent actually on the football field playing right. football. So you're having to if you're not dealing with Taylor Swift. You're dealing with nachos or you're yep. dealing with potato chips or something. You know, FanDuel, how many times is Gronk going to either make or miss this kick of FanDuel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many other things we're having to deal with other than actual football that I think the point of that whole thing is just keeping in perspective is good. But you're right. I mean, sometimes these guys, you feel like that's all they know, or certainly the people on the sidelines. That's their job is to figure out where she is and what she's doing. That does get a little old at times. Jack, we're over a week away. We have a full weekend of sports, though, that our listeners can gamble on, and they can go to your website, FatJackSports.com. If they go and sign up, what will they receive? So it's the best time of year to sign up for the season. It's not even close. And I don't say that all the time because the price goes up as we get closer to football season. So whether you play baseball, which is free, I give the baseball season for free to season clients, or you play basketball or not, Getting locked in right now at FatJackSports.com for the season package is your best rate, and it allows you up to eight months to pay out the service fee. That number goes down to seven months starting on February 1st. So you want to get that today at FatJackSports.com. You can pay out the service fee over basically the entire offseason and be ready to win consistently when you get to football season. If you play hoops, there's a number there for that. The lowest rates of the year available. Otherwise, get this weekend at least $99 for everything through Sunday. Super Bowl $69 special going for the Super Bowl stuff or everything between now and the Super Bowl football and basketball, only $249. Get signed up today. Lock in consistent winning winners. Uh, consistent winners text your uh, cell phone or email to you and start making money betting the games against the spread. Thank you, Jack. We'll talk to you next week. We'll preview the Super Bowl. Right. Have a great weekend, Thanks, Jack. All right, guys, have a great week. I'll have a lot more stuff when we get out here into the middle of game week. I'll talk to you soon. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah on until 8 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We have a pair, we have a four-pack of uh, auto show tickets to give away at 312-332-3776. Caller 10 gets a four-pack of tickets to the auto show February 10th through the 19th. 
at McCormick Place. Go to ChicagoAutoShow.com to get your tickets. If you can't win them, but you can win them right now, call or 10 at 312-332-3776. You'll win a four-pack of tickets to the Chicago Auto Zone. Auto Show. Not Auto Zone. Auto Show. Get in the show, auto show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black and Abdallah. <laughs> you can win tickets to the Chicago Auto Show at McCormick Place. So call our 10 at 312-332-3776. couple things I want to talk to you about, Abdallah. Uh, one, congratulations to uh, Charlie Bevins, uh, Chardog. Uh, Charlie, uh, this is the end of your dry January. Congratulations, my man. How you do you feel? It. Thank you very much. I feel good. I feel fit. I feel mentally clear. It's been a, it was a positive experience. Are you ready to uh, take that right off the uh, course tomorrow as February begins? You can go go yeah, hard after plan it on, tomorrow. Well, on tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, not like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like stretch it out because I, I do think it was a again it was a positive thing for me. Like I lost a lot of weight. Again, I feel better. Uh, my girlfriend and I are going to three dots in a dash on saturday and I, I i set aside some bartending money for that that's Ooh. good excursion and so. my joke to you was well enjoy dry february because it takes three days to get a drink there so oh, oh. how about that slow All service right, good to know good to know slow service no it's not slow service it's that their drinks are so complex no, that know. there's like 30 ingredients in each drink <laughs> and you need like a little dropper for each one. You're calling off the service. <laughs> no, no, no. The service Three is dots fine. And a dash. No, the service is fine. It's each drink is tropical so complicated. Yeah, they're Charlie, complicated the to make. Drinks. Yeah. yeah, they got, you know, like the zombie has like four different types of rum in it alone. Yeah. Plus all the little droppers <laughs> yeah. that he use. Uh, congrats to Joe from Chicago. You're the winner of the four-pack of tickets for the Chicago Auto Show at McCormick Place, February 10th through the 19th. Thanks for listening to Black Am Doll. Congrats to Joe from Chicago. All right, so uh, dry January is over for Charlie. He's got a big night, yeah. a date night, uh, three three dots and a dash on Saturday. What, what time should we be there, Charlie? Are we all uh, <laughs> six the whole group outing? Group yeah. outing, the whole show is going to be all there. All right. All right, we we can join. You know no, how no mad problem. his girlfriend would be. <laughs> Just a bunch of pros. She's awesome. She would love I know, it if we I know, showed but up. This is their plan. This is like- Pottinger. He's all about the vibes. Great guy. Just introducing everybody. <laughs> yeah. He, he, but they're, we're they're all just randomly date. showing Listen, up. I, she's great. I is met this her. a special awesome. date night or are you guys just out? No, well, because we both did dry, uh, dry jam. Yeah, so you see? guys are getting that's why I'm saying. Up. Like, I feel like she wouldn't like if we just all showed in a normal setting. If they were just at a bar, of course. What if we she go care. and we get a table next to them, and then we just <laughs> organically go, "Oh, Chardo, oh, we push oh, the tables oh, together? Is that all right? Oh, can we do yeah, can we just, why don't we, can we just do this? A couple of drinks. What's going Kevin on? Kevin and Jake walk in. Oh, my God. This oh, is crazy. crazy. Oh, I got this round. I'll see all you guys right, in a week. Here. All right. In walks Yurko. <laughs> hey, we incorporate kids. Yurko. How you doing there, Chief? Hanging out with the whole crew? Okay, all right. Well, congrats. I'm on another 62-hour um, fast. Charlie, is this something you're going to do every January? I think so. I mean, it, it. everybody says, like, oh, it's such a good reset. I think it is. I think it is, you know, especially if you have a, if you have a good holiday season, something like that. Just kind of pump the brakes a little bit for the month and kind of get yourself on track for the year. I mean, look, here's the thing. As soon as the sun is out and patios are open, that's going to be a, yeah, you're a different story. Yeah, I feel but. like this isn't – this is like the person that uh, – people that do Lent – that give up like they give up like dessert, but they don't eat a lot of dessert. Oh, yeah. 
And they're just like, oh yeah, I, would I, give, up, I, I give up Coca Cola. I, I don't, drink, I don't drink. I don't drink a lot of soda. Yeah. So, I'm, but I'm giving up Coke. I, I eat pizza twice a month, so I'm giving up pizza. Like, do it when it's hard, man. Give I, up. Be, I be dry. May. Do a dry July. I did a dry May last year, oh, which tough. I feel like was was tougher than this uh, weak January nonsense. I was thinking yeah. of doing dry July as a like as just you Ooh, know a check in. That's what I'm saying, man. That, yeah. Yeah. Fourth of July. Oh, May. Summer July. July. I don't that's... do a lot for Fourth of July. Summer yeah, nights. The, I mean, the each, socks usually each play weekend in the summer though, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to be out in the city. I, I did the opposite in January. I went on vacation and had as much tequila as I possibly could oh, put I go in harder. my body. I drink double for it everyone that great. doesn't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think I've ever done dry January. Mm-mm. I also don't think I'm to the point where I need a, a dry January. No, you're a skinny man. We went over this yesterday. Well, I, I, you're I, a thin in man. In moderation. You're a skinny boy. Ha- have whatever you want. Just, just don't go overboard with mm-hmm. it, and then you'll enjoy it. I have a story here from the uh, Sun-Times. Someone in Chicago wants you to remember proper walking etiquette. A couple days ago, there was a column that was written about sidewalk rage. Have Have you guys ever encountered sidewalk and walking etiquette? In sidewalk rage. Have you ever seen this where people I've get never frustrated? Seen, I've never seen so, the rage, but I have seen no. this. Proper you ever do a big exhale, like <sighs> yes, it, yeah, oh, yes. That, I've, I've done that because well, and, and see, this is why I wanted to bring it up because I'm sure you are a sidewalk rager, Abdallah. No, I'm not. Uh, you know, he, here's the standard uh, protocol, right? Rules of the road, right? Get your face out of your phone. That's and the worst. Walk. That's the worst. And and that's what you, you tend to happen is people who have their face in their phone and they stop walking in the middle of a, uh, a walking uh, a sidewalk, right? Like a, a pathway. Mm-hmm. And, and they just stop abruptly in front of you. And then Abdallah goes to the <sighs> sigh as he goes around them, takes an extra step. So you take an aggressive step and then immediately step back into your line of walking when you do that? I don't take an aggressive step. I'll just like, if they're, if someone is on the phone and they stop like mid walk in the middle of the sidewalk and i just i'm like to myself i just be like what are we doing here <laughs> what are we oh, doing i always say what are we doing what are we doing what are we doing here i do the well, jfc what's going on what, yeah. what is this what is this as someone's just standing in the middle of a, a walkway uh, a couple other things that are pointed out uh the person who wrote the the piece in the sun times writes i hate it when a group is riding on an escalator and they're all talking together, and they don't get off of the escalator in a quick manner. So as they're having their conversation, they just plop oh. in front of where you get off of the escalator, no and they the have top. their conversation no. right there where they're plopping, either no. at the bottom or the top. No. Have you guys seen this out there in the real I, world? I literally once, I was going up the stairs, I guess not the escalator, but on that train stop right there, I literally was like, Guys, what are we doing? I said it that loudly. What are we doing? Yeah, and then just went around them. <laughs> now, the sidewalk rage, have you ever gotten someone to respond back to you when you make a comment about what they're doing? Has someone ever barked back? No, uh-uh. Because, no. you know, like in the car, everyone's tough. Yeah. If someone rolls through a stoplight, a stop sign, and the, you're in the walkway, and you go, ah, what are you doing? They, yeah. the, people are way more... Uh, vocal in the car, or they, yeah. they'll they'll show of you course. a finger of choice. Yeah, they'll they'll give you a little uh, tap of the horn, a little mm-hmm. honk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. have you ever seen it when you're walking? No, I've Kevin, never. Have you ever ran into a I've sidewalk never seen rage it when, when you're walking? No, 
I try to contain my sidewalk rage because I'm not a large individual. I don't want to. I don't want the smoke. You don't want the smoke. No, I can't. I can't handle the smoke. I saw it the other day in the Sun Times, and I thought it was a good piece uh, to bring up to you guys. Sidewalk I, etiquette. I feel like the proper move is to just uh, what are we what are we doing? Well, I walk fast. Yeah, uh, we're in a big city. We got places to be. Yeah, I don't understand the, the folks from the, the suburbs or maybe Iowa or or the uh, surrounding states. Like Caitlin get, Clark out here well, walking slowly on the sidewalk. You know what it is. You even see this when you drive. The car that pulls, meanders in front of you, slowly swerving, doesn't quite know where they're going. You see the license plate and it says Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, or Michigan. All right, welcome to the big city. Move, drive, close the gap. Whatever you have in front of you, drive to that spot. Keep it moving. I thought you were supposed to mind the gap. No, close it. Seize the gap. Yeah, you take take advantage of what's in front of you. Live your day. Uh, but when sometimes I'm walking, I notice that too because I'm a fast walker. I like to get to yeah, where I'm going. Mm-mm. No, so I'm not. You're, you're I'm a slow st- walker. No, no, no. I'm a fast walker, but I'm not. I don't want smoke. I'm like Kevin. I'm trying to get where I'm supposed to be. Get out of my way. Because exactly. the argument is only going to slow me down more. This is what I don't understand. Do people not have anywhere to be? No, ever, never. <laughs> what no one's they, ever in a rush. Who no. are these people and what do they do for a living? They don't I, do anything. Do you ever go uh, first time? Like first time <laughs> doing this? Great, that's a great one. The first time. <laughs> that's outstanding. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. What have we turned into? <laughs> I don't know. What have we turned into? <laughs> I have no idea. You guys are at like, were you going to ask how much people bench next? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Thank you to Charlie Bevins and to Kevin Zipak, who can do 70 push-ups in five minutes. No shot. <laughs> Thank you for producing the show, in guys. five minutes? Is that what you said? Yeah, five minutes. Like, in five minutes from now or no. in five minutes? We will set a counter, okay. and within five minutes, he can complete 70 push-ups. He told me this. He said he couldn't. I know. I'm surprised. Chardog, how much you bench? What you benching, Chardog? Uh, I throw up 160 pretty regularly. I don't even like, know what that is. I'll do like three sets of 10. Is that the Isn't, isn't 145 the plates? 135 is, is the 135 is the bar okay. and the big plates? All right, that's pretty good. All okay. right. Chardog's moving some... So uh, he takes the big plates and a couple little plates. <laughs> yeah, it's a little right, one. That's max good. in high school is 235. That's good. 230? There you yeah. go. Football Damn. player. Football player. Uh, we because of this great conversation, we don't have time for the song of the night, so we'll roll it to tomorrow. We'll get it's a you good one song. tomorrow. Good song. You John and Longgrove, we're you running like out of show. We're under a minute. Go ahead, John. You gotta go fast. Real fast. You guys talk about etiquette. How about driving? When two cows in the same, in one lane and the other lane going the same miles per hour, where you can't get around. Oh, I, agree. I hate that. I good hate call, that. John. We'll talk to you later. Jeff and Lamont, you gotta go fast. Gotta go, Jeff. Go. All right, Michael. All right, my quick question is this: if Justin Fields was obviously we have the eighth overall pick, but like say for instance we didn't have the number one overall pick. Yeah, how far back would Carolina have to fall back to where you would keep Justin Fields? Would it have to be All in right. front of us, behind us? That was my question. All right, I'll Jeff. Hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. What do you think, Abdal? Oh man, we only have nine seconds. I can't answer it that well, you gotta fast. Get, you I can't, you gotta I give can't, a take. I can't answer it in that little bit of time. Give a number. Uh, it did, uh, I don't know. 
Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.